We welcome in with counter read Brandon Vogel. He is in Champaign, and uh, I, I love the backdrop. Usually it's that uh, rich mahogany. There's lots of really cool books behind Brandon Vogel, many of which he wrote. And, uh, and, and now it's, it's Roadshow, Brandon Vogel, uh, counterread.com. Vogues, tell us about Champagne. Did the crispness of the, uh, the fall air, that brisk wind out of the north, well, did it make football all that more enjoyable? And also just the, the timeline you're on, as much of a football fan as you are and a Bears guy with the, the whole um, kind of just – mood surrounding Dick Butkus and in, in his passing. And I mean, it, what, what a time to, to be in Champaign. You get to see Nebraska's first win in a long time since Rutgers on the road at big 10 uh, at a big 10 venue. And then also the, the history and nostalgia of, of Illinois and integrated in Dick Butkus and Illinois really did everything they could uh, to, to honor him and, uh, Nebraska, the way the defense played, uh, you could say honored Dick Butkus last night. Yeah, that's a good way, to, good way to look at it. And as Elijah was talking through there a little bit about, you know, hey, Nebraska won by 20 points against a Big Ten opponent on the road. I did think back to that Rutgers game, and I was like, yeah, that is probably better than 14 to 13, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I was in Champaign itself probably about as long as Nebraska was. I pulled up to my parking spot at the stadium. Nebraska's buses were arriving uh, with police escort. And then as I was leaving the stadium last night, I was stuck behind the buses with police escort as they were going to the airport. So I'm a little bit south of Champaign already, um, as evidenced by this glorious waterfall photo behind me at this. I love it. Luxury, uh, <laughs> luxury hotel. I don't need much, although I, I do need uh, my favorite bad hotel coffee hack is you take uh, one of the hot chocolate packets, just dump that in and then coffee on top of it. Mm. No hot chocolate, no hot chocolate here. So just uh, conditions are rough. I, I'm telling you guys, so I have to keep 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 me in my th- in your thoughts. Um, Illinois <laughs> with with Dick Butkus uh, really honored him at almost every break which, you know, was great to see one of the the singular players in, in their program history. There's a statue of him outside the stadium, along with Red Grange, um, another great Chicago Bear. So uh, it was it, it was good to see, you know, it, it happened so close to to game time. I thought Illinois did a really nice job kind of putting together what it could on on short notice. Brandon Vogel with us from Counter Read at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. And, God, I love this hat. And Mark Cranach joins us. That is that is incredible. Uh, Minnesota. That- yes, your, your hat is fantastic. Uh, it is a little baseball with uh, the, the flavor of football this morning. Uh, Cranach, listen, the intent, you know, the best intentions were – made yeah. by Elijah and I this morning after we got back into town from the reaction show last night. Yeah. Uh, Elijah looked at me uh, with that kind of a sad glimmer in his eye. He's like, Schmidt, are you going to the grapevine? And I'm like, <laughs> no brother, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. And uh, I went home and eventually fell asleep and, uh, you, based on the amount of times my wife threatened my life this morning. The alarm did go off this morning, 
and uh, we were just a little uh, little late. There's a false start. We but we were out of timeouts apparently, uh, much like Nebraska had to, to get rid of their timeouts uh, early in that third quarter. But welcome in. Thank you for your patience this morning. Weekend edition rolls forward. Is the alarm stimming on you? I, I No, I do I do the phone alarm, and then I have a, an alarm that's old school where you plug into the wall, right, like we all grew up with, most of us. It's halfway across the bedroom, so I have to physically get up to make it silence. And, and – and I did that, yeah, and I hit dumb. snooze once, and out. So we're we're about ten minutes late this morning. Yeah, the behind the scenes. The behind the scenes story was Mark Cranach sending us a text at seven forty five this morning saying, "Where are you fools? Where at? are you guys? Are we doing this?" <laughs> it was essentially like Matt Roll calling a timeout and looking over and yelling, "What are you doing?" <laughs> we got the Satterfield player from Cranach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hey, I in a friendly way said, "We doing this." You know, and, then, and there was the laughing emoji. I did that from bed, by the way. So, like, <laughs> oh. um, but you know, it's been difficult this morning with the computers. Um, you know, and it's but it's good to see Brandon here. And I feel bad that Brandon has to listen to all this, the the behind the scenes, especially you know, as you sit here, Brandon, uh, you've moved. Obviously, you have a a different uh, a different uh, domicile now. And uh, it appears to be pretty small. Tiny homes are big these days. Um, and I like how you just kind of packed it all into one little thing. Where are are you in Champaign? I'm in Tuscola, <clears throat> Illinois, which is about 20 miles south of uh, Champaign. There's a there's this this hotel here and uh, a McDonald's. And as far as I can tell, not a lot else. Um, but it, it, it works fine. So, and, and, uh, yeah. And Brandon was taking us through, Mark. You, you missed it just a little bit ago. The lack of hot chocolate, not many creature comforts out there. It's, it's really like Soviet Russia from what I've heard. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> tough. You know, classic Battleship Gray, Big Ten skies, classic Big Ten weather, classic Big Ten football last night. Um, but you do you do what you got to do for the love of the game. <laughs> well, and you got the views. The views are priceless, right? That's what's That's what's cool about it. I heard there's some prairie there. Is that right? That, and lack yeah. of mountains and water features. Yep. Uh, lack of lack of much to to look at whatsoever. You know, Nebraska, Nebraska gets uh, gets a tough rap for being flat um, for the majority right. of it. Uh, nothing but but cornfields. Let me tell you, as somebody who for these Big Ten road games has driven like north to south through Indiana and Illinois a lot. Um, oh. it, it ain't just Nebraska. Has anybody Ooh. ever made the Omaha to Indy road trip? Or, or close to it, close to Indy, like the eleven hours or so that that is. Yeah, oh just 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 once, and I think at that point I used to. Uh, oh, that's an excellent uh, thank you, Brad Roth. Ooh, Brad Brad chimes in. Yeah, there used to be an amazing Amish breakfast buffet place. So that sounds flat out amazing. Uh, Elijah Abraham, Abraham moved. I heard to the county over and. Well, well, did you guys hear the, the oh, story? Cyrus, not Abraham. Did Cyrus. you guys hear the Sorry. story this week of how that emergency alert, apparently, that we all got in our phones this week, apparently outed some Amish people in the community for having cell phones, and it's been like a big dramatic issue. I've seen that on Twitter, so who knows really? how, how reliable that is. But I saw that apparently there's been big drama in the Amish community this week because like people heard cell phones going off in the Amish communities, and it, it really led to some drama. <laughs> oh, my God. We need to have an overtime just to break this down alone are you kidding me 
So, okay, how how would they even? Okay, now this is some pot kettle black stuff because Cyrus, that's getting mad about that and calling it out. How would he even know what the hell that is? How would he even know that that's what that was? If that sound is so foreign to them, and they do not use these phones in any way, shape, or form, you act like wouldn't they like, all just start freaking out and just being like, "There is a weird sound." You act like there's some away? uncontacted tribe in the Amazon. They still are in and around modern civilization. Have they been in and around modern civilization during the time when FEMA is issuing a national safety alert? No. <laughs> what, what are the chances of that? Like, the last one was like three years ago. Last one was like three years. They only do this every couple of years. So in that little sliver of time, three years ago, over the course of 45 seconds, there was an Amish person listening to somebody else's phone. And then did he ask, what is that weird sound coming from that weird rectangle? Like how, what, you know what I mean? How did they? I, I think they're aware, bless their heart, of, of technology and cell phones. They just don't uh, embrace them. I want to go back to this FEMA alert for a moment. Yeah, good. good. Brandon Vogel. Uh, does the college football world need to issue their own version of FEMA alert for the Nebraska offense? <laughs> um, I mean, if, 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 if so, throw Illinois offense in there as well. Um, though they, they had, they had a, they had a good opening script. Um, there's not a lot that's easy for Nebraska's offense at this point, which I think we all know having, having watched six games to this point and, I don't I don't really see a way that that gets a whole lot easier just with one with one bye week. Particularly, you know, Marcus Washington's status remains up in the air, but anytime a guy gets injured way away from the play, you're you're kind of immediately pretty pretty cautious and and knowing that he was dealing with some injuries in in fall camp. Like, you know, if, if he's out for a stretch, you're, you're down two starting receivers, your top two running backs, you know, the the list goes on. It, it hasn't been a good injury luck season for Nebraska so far. Nothing you can do about that. It's just the way some seasons go. So, you know, at times I thought Harburg, Harburg was a little bit of a mixed bag. There were times where I thought he looked, he looked pretty good. Um, other times, you know, yeah, yeah, the interception was was tough in particular. If you'd avoided that one, it's probably worth a, an entire letter grade from me bumping him up. But it's uh, you know, it's just gonna be it's gonna be classically Big Ten. And I think that rule told us that from day one. Seeing how like the degree to which it is, I mean. If you're not a Nebraska fan, if you're a Nebraska fan who watched games like this, you know, in back four, five, six years ago, or in the past four, five, six years, like it's not, it's not a lot, it's not a lot of fun for the independent observer. But when it's when it's the team you follow involved, you just kind of have to uh, bite down, bite down, and on the belt and 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 take it. <laughs> <laughs> this really what it was like. It was like Bite down on as the belt fan, and take it. <laughs> as, as, a fan, as a fan, it was more like surviving that game than it was enjoying it, right? Or hating it. You didn't hate it either. You're just sort of like, just come to an end. Like I just, I just, just get to the end. Get to the end with more points than the other team. It, it was a brutal watch. A brutal watch. Like they are. 
Man, th- I, I was noticing last night on the Red Reaction Show, fellas, I don't think you got to the actual comment, but you were displaying the comments as they were coming in. And one, <laughs> somebody just wrote in all caps. It was like, did we just win the ugliest national championship? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think you did. Uh, well, and the thing that, is, man, Mark. That was, that was pretty gross. The thing is, Mark, is like, that was just classic Big Ten football. And Nebraska, for the past seven years or so, has avoided the reality of what Big Ten football is. And it makes it a more difficult watch whenever you've had to, like, you got to watch. I mean, Scott Frost's offense, to his credits, were almost always aesthetically very pleasing. Mike Riley liked to air it out as well. And you could say that was pretty aesthetically pleasing. But simply put, the Big Ten is not aesthetically pleasing traditionally over the course of the last 50 years. You win games ugly. Nebraska won ugly last night. On one hand, you can say, is what we saw last night going to work in the Big Ten in 2024 and beyond? Likely no. It gets a lot more difficult. But thank God it isn't 2024 and beyond. Right now it's 2023 and you're still playing in the Big Ten West. And what you put on the field last night was defensive football that allowed you to win by 20 points. And I think that in and of itself is a victory for Nebraska that you're able to get a 20-point win based on that defense because you have three more games coming up on your schedule that – that same formula can work for you to go out and, and get a win. And if you can get three more wins, you're making a bowl game. And that's a huge win for Matt Rule in year one. What Nebraska put on the field last night, it might not be fun to watch. It might not be pretty, but it might. wins. It is certified. It, it, won, la- it won last yeah. night. The performance you put on the field last night from that defense especially is going to give you a chance to win against Northwestern. It's going to give you a chance to win against Michigan State. <laughs> We'll see about Maryland's offense once it's cold weather in, in November, but I'd like to think that a, a defensive performance like that is going to give you a chance to win that game. It might not be fun to watch, but hey, it's getting wins, and as Matt Rule said last night, this team is still learning how to win. You have to kind of take it in the context of where Nebraska's been over the past couple of years, and hey, if you're winning games by 20 points, I don't think uh, there's, there's too many negatives you can take away from it, despite the fact that we're going to analyze as Schmidt said we're going to analyze what we saw last night but you got a 20 point win and that 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 style of football you played last night is going to give you a chance the next couple of games and it's going to, be, going to give you a chance to get to a bowl game it was only a 13 point win sorry to correct you but no that's Apologies. that it, it, it could have felt like a 20 point win <laughs> no i mean Your point there, there's, there, there should have been 40 on the board and that's just it oh, like yeah. when you when you when you look at this as a nebraska fan if you're out there, Vogues and Brandon Vogel with us from Counter Read, counterread.com, at Brandon L. Vogel. That's where you follow him on Twitter. Weekend edition uh, commences this morning. That's the, the 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 maddening and frustrating part for so many fans is, no, they're, 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 they're super happy Nebraska won for sure. You, you, you know, first comment of the day from rule the day, Big Ten road win. You'll take it mm-hmm. and, and not complain. But in the same sense, I think Nebraska fans and Coach Rule would probably raise both hands. You don't want it to have to be that hard because <laughs> you're waiting and waiting for Nebraska of yesteryear to find a way to screw that up. Think if it would have gone the other way. Think if that bastard would have turned out 21-20 because Illinois had the chances and the Nebraska defense came out there and answered the bell, answered every round to come out there and and be bulletproof and, and go get the football for the offense and set up the offense uh, with short fields. 
and uh, you, you can build on it. What do you think, Vogues, the the offense can can become? We, we've got point totals to examine, right? You looked like you didn't play your best game against the G5s, but you still put up, what was it, 28 and, and 35, respectively. But against your conference or non-conference opponents, I mean, you're a little bit better than you were against Colorado, 20 to 14, and you put up 10 against Minnesota. What's realistic moving forward, injuries included with your quarterback, with what you want to do versus what you can do on offense, and then just holding on to the ball? I mean, where, where can the offense go from the bye week beyond here to get to that six or better? Yeah, um, <laughs> the ceiling because that, feels. That, that's the question, right? I mean, ceiling-wise, we're. I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not a tall, nor can I jump, but I can touch the ceiling. It's what it feels like right now. <laughs> yeah, so I just checked. They're they're averaging 19 points a game. They've been outscored on the season, um, <laughs> which uh, losing 45-7 to Michigan and struggling to score points in most of your other games will will do that to you. Uh, so I'm trying to think. I haven't looked at the the, the numbers recently enough to, to know, but like. You know, Northwestern, not great right now, but they're going to play solid enough defense. Purdue, uh, defense first approach, Michigan State. I'm trying to think, like, what's the worst defense Nebraska has left? Maybe it's maybe it's Michigan State. Don't quote me on that. I'd rather look at the numbers and, and figure it out. But there's just, I mean, at 19 points per game now, and, and you've played your, your, two, your two G5 teams already, like – if they average 21 points uh, by the end of the year, that might be pretty good, uh, to, to be honest. And uh, it's it's not good in general, but but for Nebraska's current context, like that might be might be where you're what you're looking at. And if you give up seven points a game, then sure uh, you can kind of get by with it. But they're also going to face better offenses. Not a lot of them, but uh, better offenses from from here on out. So, you know, I'm I, I'm, I think I'm kind of with where I think Elijah was going. Now that we all s- survived that that boxing match where the two combatants spent ten or twelve rounds just tied up in the middle of the ring for the most part, uh, winning ugly might be more valuable than if Nebraska had say kind of. Sp- walked away with this one 35 to seven or something like that, because that's a good take when you, uh, when you're going to struggle to score points, uh, a game like that, where it's like, eh, you didn't play great. Like the numbers were basically identical, but you know, after that, that last Illinois drive, which I know Nebraska was kind of just like, keep it in front. Um, but like first downs, third downs, yardage, uh, pretty much the same difference was I think Illinois went 0 for 2 in the red zone meanwhile Nebraska went 3 for 6 I will say I think I think there's a few things where we have to give uh the team credit for especially Matt Rule and the style that he's that he's trying to employ because he actually did it which was look a lot of the snaps were happening with five seconds left on the play clock right so they came in with the mentality of milk clock run the ball milk clock run the ball play good defense and they actually stuck with it and executed at least that part pretty well but then the other thing there's a little bit of 
conversation going on on the uh, in the chat right now about uh, Harburg and whether or not he's the future and you know can you really rely on him? Would he be the guy? I'll tell you, I, I I'd love to get your take, Brandon, on on I, I guess how you assess his performance now at what two and one as a starter or is it three and one? What is he? Yeah, two and one. Um, no wait, three. Yeah, he would three be and three one. and one. Yeah, mm-hmm. three and one as a starter. Which saying that out loud is kind of interesting, um, but compared to maybe what you'd expect, what you expected of him, or what you'd heard about him, I, I would say he's exceeded where I thought he would be. Um, mainly in the, well, honestly, in both the mental and the physical department. You knew he was a big, good, strong athlete. You knew that, um, and you knew he was fast. But the he's playing fairly free. Right, like he's he's got even a little bit of a gunslinger mentality, and he, and it's almost like, dude, you haven't even earned that yet. But he doesn't care. He's he's sort of like this wild cult that's just like, I'm just no, I'm just playing. And he makes some off script plays. He appears to have uh, uh, the, the the team appears to view him as as a leader, like they would follow him. And then let's be honest, he is seeking out opponents to stiff arm into the ground. Right. <laughs> and he accomplishes that sometimes. I'm impressed with what I see. I think he needs to learn. Obviously, he can improve on his accuracy, his arm slots too low, all those things. But he does not at all appear to be some sort of lost cause that you have to immediately replace, like not in any way. I think you can build around him. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think for the rest of the season, for sure. Um, and if you I try to avoid like and I don't succeed most of the time, like fast forwarding to, you know, a year from now, like you just look at like of the quarterbacks they have, he's the one who's likely to be here next year. Um, You know, you can't use that as your sole basis for, for deciding what you do over the back half of the season. But it's a factor that, that pops into my mind. I mean, and I think you're right, Mark, like he's exceeded expectations for me, like at the point where, well, even coming into the season, like I think what we knew about him was was he was the run fast, hit hard guy, right? And it was like, well, that that's interesting, that's intriguing. We talked about him as much as a potential tight end, <laughs> as as you know, kind of the quarterback. I feel like during during fall camp, but he's come in and he's looked. You can see that I think he feels like he belongs, and, and that's that's really really right. valuable. And I think going back to you know, him coming out of Carney Catholic, which is is unique in its own regard. Uh, well, it's unique for Nebraska to sign an in-state quarterback. It's unique for him to come from a place like Kearney. Um, that from the very start was kind of like, and, you know, Derek Peterson, former colleague of ours, really got to know him well um, during that, that 2020 season. He was out at Kearney pretty often. And that's the feeling I got from him then is like from him then was like he feels like he is a power five big 10 quarterback even if everybody else has questions about it and i think that's kind of been what's what's carrying him through because you know you've had you've had some mistakes um i think the biggest one has been there have been a that rules mentioned a handful of times where they've just they've, they've been in the wrong play um unfortunately so there's there's a growth curve here but Believe in your you're the guy um, has has a lot of value, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. 
It's Brandon Vogel Brandon. with us here, a weekend edition of uh, Hail Varsity. And Brandon, I just want to quickly get your thoughts. Schmidt and I driving back from Omaha to Lincoln last night. I made the point that one thing I'll give credit to Heinrich Harburg for, despite a lot of miscues last night, especially late in that football game, um, not all of them his fault, but I think you always have to, to lump the uh, the entire offense in with the quarterback whenever you evaluate a quarterback's performance, right or wrong, that's just how it goes. One thing I'll give Heinrich Harburg credit for is the fact that I think he has shown progress and he has gotten better in every single game that he has started. Would you say that's that's fair? I mean, maybe you can throw the Michigan game to the side because of the opponent he was playing, but even then you saw some progress uh, with the arm of Heinrich Harburg. I want to get your thoughts just on, on what we've seen from Harburg in terms of progress. Yeah, I would say that's that's generally – I would generally agree with that. Um, like in, in a lot of ways, like I feel like he had a better day as a passer against Michigan than he did against Illinois. Uh, but you got to see a little more of the, the run the run element. So, you know, he's 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 you know, he's he's growing as as a passer. Like we you know, we can we can look at it. I, I don't know what his completion percentage is off the top of my head, but he finished under 50 percent last night. And, you know, we know kind of the state of Nebraska's receiver room due to some injuries as well. They're just young there. Um the offense, like there's, there's, there's a lot of challenges for, for them offensively. And when you're the quarterback, that, that impacts what you even can do to, to a large degree. But I, I do think, um, well, let's, I mean, I guess put it this way in Northern Illinois, when, when we didn't know the extent of Jeff Sims injury, we didn't know much about Harbor beyond some backup snaps that we'd seen. I kind of assumed this would be a, well, he's he's the backup. He's filling in for an injured starter, and the injured starter will return as soon as he's he's available. After four games of Harburg, I'm not so sure that's the case. As as we go into as we go into the bye week, he might be the starter now. Brendan Vogel with us from Counter Read CounterRead.com's where you can log on at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter. Michael chimes in. You know, and that's uh, that's what you can smile about if you're a Nebraska fan. Saturday morning, you wake up with a win and and Michael touches on that Uh, defense is good. It's for real is what Michael's saying. Offense is just so lost three more wins doable, but uh, Michael says, I don't think any, uh, I don't think we win. Uh, No, no game truly feels safe. I'm kind of paraphrasing there. Yeah. And and that's, that's fair. Vogue says we uh, check in, Miss field goal, fumble, punt, downs, punt, interception, downs. That is Illinois' drive chart uh, from in the second half, and that that's that's incredible. We kind of put into onto paper what this this defense did: uh, six TFLs, three sacks, and um, as you look at the Big Ten West, we asked this question last night. Is it Iowa or is it Wisconsin for you? As we uh, we say goodbye, who Nebraska uh, needs to be able to take down in the West? Uh, yeah, I think it's got to be Wisconsin at this point. I mean, they're still yeah. undefeated in conference play. We'll see how Iowa looks today without without McNamara. Like it wasn't uh, it wasn't wasn't looking <laughs> it was looking God. iowa like with with him Dude. um you know yeah. early in the game last night i was joking with a friend i was like if you had 
if your if your life was on the line and you had to pick a team to gain eight yards, you going you going Iowa or you going you going Nebraska? We'll see how Iowa looks today. And um, right. you know, it's just uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle. I, I'm really interested to see Wisconsin going forward. They've been really kind of a tale of two halves, up and down, whatever the cliche that best fits is. Um, but they've gotten to this point without without losing a conference game. So certain certainly in the driver's seat. Purdue. Um, Purdue's pretty interesting to me as well. After getting last week's win, they they played a pretty tough slate to open the season. Yeah. So they're kinda they're kinda they're a live a live team in this race. And and Nebraska, you know, warts and all, I mean other than Illinois at this point, maybe I think it's hard to eliminate any team in the West uh, here at the midpoint of the season for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. But Nebraska's alive too, um, I think, and kind of all you can ask for going into a bye week. Folks, tell us about Counter Read, how, how folks can get signed up and get connected with you and Aaron. Yeah, you can find everything we're doing at uh, at, at counterread.com. Uh, we we put out two premium newsletters for for paying subscribers. Uh, but if you want to jump in as a free subscriber and and see what it's all about, we we publish usually about two extra newsletters a week to kind of introduce everyone to to what we're trying to do there. It's a little bit of a different approach to you know, the, the day in and day out coverage of, of Nebraska athletics. And, and it's been fun so far past two weeks, we've opened up chats um, for subscribers, which has been, which has been really fun. Um, and we'll plan to keep doing that as, as the season goes on, we're going to use this bye week to reset a little bit for ourselves too, and, and kind of look at, you know, football season comes, it feels like all at once. And you get into that weekly oh, yeah. rhythm of like, okay, this is what we do each time. And you know what Thursday is and you know what Tuesday is. Um, so it's, it's been really fun and gratifying to do so far. So hopefully if people are interested in that, uh, come, come check us out. And it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's Aaron Sorensen and myself, but it's, it's kind of a, a one-to-one. We love to, to hear and talk with people who are, who are interested. So we're available. It's awesome stuff. Y'all are doing You're awesome. Job, it's really yeah, good. Appreciate yeah. you, brother. Enjoy uh, Illinois. Hit that Amish breakfast and uh, <laughs> re- to. report to us <laughs> next Saturday. Yeah. But thank you so much, Brandon. We'll do, guys. Have a good one.